nothing more than his fists and his uh, steely determination, right? Exactly. Correct. But the tiger claws help. And a dinosaur named Thrax. And a dinosaur named yeah. Thrax. Must have Thrax. Okay, good. So the Tabaxis are going up trees and we'll have to get the fire department out to get them down. Craval became a daddy. Yes, Craval's eggs hatch. So, congratulations, you're a daddy now. So, I guess they were really dragon born. Ah. He looks at you and growl, 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 snarf, 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 growl, which sounds like he just said, I'm eating all the people in the stands. Chapter 182, something going on. Okay. So in the last episode, we had some good things and some bad things happen, didn't we? You guys had made it to Excobarium Colise and found out that they were uh, pounding the drums of war and threatening to attack Porta Magnum, which seems kind of ridiculous because Porta Magnum could probably wipe the floor with them. But still, I mean, it would still do, uh, you know, countless lives would be lost and so forth. So it's bad all the way around. And then you headed up the hill and got to the winter valley for the dragonborn. And there, what what happy and exciting event happened? Some spore druids ambushed us. Yeah. To their chagrin, I might add. Yeah, you... Uh, but, you know, finish them off fairly rapidly there. But, uh, yeah, so apparently the Spore Druids are still out for you guys and um, had set up a, an ambush. I don't know if they uh, someone tipped them off that you were coming or if they were just keeping a watch for you guys or whether they were just ambushing anybody that was running around there that uh, had a dragon born with them. But the Spore Druids were there. So And actually, that was a little bit disconcerting, but uh, you guys uh, were able to make it through without too much trouble. And then you made it all the way up to the valley, though, and, and something really exciting happened there. Craval became a daddy. Yes. Craval's eggs hatched. So congratulations, you're a daddy now. You got a healthy Ooh. clutch of youngsters. So I guess they were really dragonborn. Ah. Yes, the dragonborn born. Anyway, so that uh, was fantastic, and uh, then you guys were about ready to bed down for the night, and uh, it, then uh, Cotter remembered that uh, Sinia had sent him a message about problems with uh, Excalibarium Calise, like, I don't know, six, eight months ago, when you're in the it middle was, of combat. It was last week. <laughs> and he It was the never same replied. time that Creval got his message of, you have a week to get back. Yep. And so you guys followed up on that and found out that the money being generated by the new mine that uh, is up in the dwarf or the, the dwarves have up in the Dragonborn area is so pumping up the economy that that's pinching out Excalibarium Calise and driving them towards war. So 
It's a giant web of interconnected events there. I was actually a little, a little confused on that message. I was going to ask about that just because I'm not sure exactly what the bad news here is. Yeah, we actually like I'm, I asked I'm trying him. to find the message again on my on my thing here. Yeah, I actually had to ask him about that after last session. But can you do you want to explain or Well let's have him fish it up there. But I can read it out if you want. Please, because I just didn't remember it and I was not quite sure I understood. Yeah, okay. So if Creval uh reads it out to everybody the message he got was that mine is putting money in the hands of dwarves. They can afford food. Excalbarium Colise is going hungry, planning war. Yeah, in the hands of who? The Borg? The dwarves. Oh, okay. Yeah, the mine is putting money in the hands of dwarves. They can afford food. I, I'm taking that to mean Excalbarium Colise cannot. And they're planning a war to get food. Is that what I'm understanding? Um, that seems to be uh, what it's implying, yeah. And the fact that Excalbarium Colise is uh, mustering to take over part of the Campo Magno and, and the giant grain fields there seems to all be pointing in that direction. Never rains, but of course. Yeah. So is this like some like inflation thing that like there's so much more money that the food's more expensive and they can't afford it because the dwarves are paying more money for food or basically yeah because the dwarves now have a lot more money they can afford the food that if you remember they were they were uh, running out of so but now they're uh, flush with cash and can afford whatever prices are being uh, offered and therefore the excalbarium police which if you remember has always been kind of the uh, odd man out and when it came to the baronies they are uh, have always been struggling, and they're struggling even more now. Okay, well, let's resolve this red dragon problem, and then go try to. Uh, are we gonna try? Are we gonna step into this? I kind of guess we have well, to. We still have a phylactery to deal with, by a the way. Actually, we don't. That's with the other group. We don't have it. Oh, he's right. Yeah, that would have been Arlen something that would have been bright to think about uh, I at did the time. Think about it. You did, but then we never acted on it. So, yeah. yes, Arlen has that in his bag of holding or his um, backpack and uh, is currently, uh, as you guys are speaking, somewhere in the hills above Kolesque, maybe? Yeah, we left it with him because he can't be scried upon, which is why he has it all the time. Well, let's just assume he goes and deals with it real quick before doing what he has to do. Nope. We we explicitly said that he was going to go do that first. Because then... we're kind of afraid he's going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, nothing to say for it now. Um, so where are we picking up then? The, uh, the good news, though, is that um, he can bop back to wherever he has a teleportation circle now. So... That's kind of nice. So theoretically, assuming he survives his trip to the mountains, um, he may be able to actually beat you guys back to Porta Magnum to destroy the la the phylactery there. We can only hope. Yeah, if he survives. That would be nice too. Yeah. So if you remember, you guys had all uh, bedded down for the night in one of the, the tents there. And, and also, if you remember, the uh, Winter Valley... Uh, that you had entered, they had harvested the maize crop, and uh, Creval, you could you could see even though the the crop had been harvested and and uh, 
the uh, maize shocks were all uh, taken down and, and just the stubble in the field has remained. The, the stubble itself even looked pretty dismal. So yeah, the, uh, the, the maize harvest was as bad as you thought it was going to be. And uh, so it's a good thing that the dragonborn are getting food supplies from the, uh, from the area down to the south. And, um, excuse me, from the valley itself. And uh, you guys have bedded down and, and uh, you guys are, at this point in time, waking up and getting ready to do your last day's trip up to the summer pastures where apparently only um, a skeleton crew, I guess you'd say, is waiting. Uh, your sister's up there, uh, probably all of the elder council, uh, and then um, just you know the, the few people that need to be in attendance are up there. The rest has moved on here. So probably a third of the, uh, of the Dragonborn Nation is still up in the, the summer grounds, and they're just holding on for you to arrive and, and to uh, deal with this matter. And then probably everybody's coming down to the winter grounds because it's already chilly out. Well, let's uh, prep ourselves and let's make this last ascent. I'm going to prepare Healing Word instead of Fine Steed today. Okay, good. And actually, uh, since we're starting a new day, why don't we go around with the spellcasters and, and uh, list what you do have prepped? We, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I have, um, from the spells I choose to prepare, I have Bless, Cure Wounds, Healing Word now, um... Aura of Vitality, Revivify, Remove Curse, and Locate Object. But because of my class features, I also have Protection from Evil and Good, Sanctuary, Lesser Restoration, Zone of Truth, Beacon of Hope, and Dispel Magic. Okay, good. And um, that was Cotter's list there. So, uh, Jesse, how, um, what does Misty have prepared uh, each day? I mean, it's a she's a sorcerer, mm -hmm. so all of them. <laughs> Do you want me to list like all twenty? <laughs> yeah, give, give give us a list of what okay. uh, ammo she has sure. in the can. That'd be kind of awesome. All right, uh, Misty has chain lightning, insect plague, wall of fire, dispel magic, fireball, water walk, misty step, gust of wind, scorching ray, magic missile, shield, and witch bolt, and then a bunch of cantrips too. Nice. Good, good, good. And uh, what does Craval have prepared there, Drew? Craval uh, has Toll the Dead, Sacred Flame, Spare the Dying, Guidance, as his cantrips. Uh, healing Word, Guiding Bolt, Cure Wounds, Divine Favor, and Shield of Faith. Spiritual Weapon, Magic Weapon, Aid, Blindness, Hold Person, Lesser Restoration, Crusader's Mantle, Spiritual Guardians, Sending, Beacon of Hope, Dispel Magic, Freedom of Movement, Stone Skin, Death Ward, and Banishment. Very good. I like 24. And obviously Red doesn't have spells. He's just got his Magnificent Mind. And uh, then obviously no one needs nothing more than his fists and his uh, steely determination, right? Exactly. Correct. But the Tiger Claws help. And a dinosaur named Thrax. And a dinosaur named yeah. Thrax. Must have Thrax. Yeah, actually, Thrax was the big hammer in the last section. There, he he uh, yeah. he was able to to uh, pummel the opponents and get his pet friends back to the uh, home base. There, that was good. Yeah, well, I've trained Thrax when I'm actually training Thrax. Yeah, I will be. The first thing is to train Thrax with flurry of blows. So we'll see how that goes. Just 
multiple swipes with that hooked claw. Yep. Okay, very good. Okay, so anyways, you are all waking up in the tent. Um, got a big auspicious day ahead. And uh, I'm assuming you're going to collect your stuff and start heading up the hill. And just so. Excellent. So um, you come out of your tent together, I'm assuming, and um, are ready to take off up the hill. And Creval, the entire yes. population of the camp is lined up in front of you, uh, just on the edge of camp itself. And when they see you, they all start singing and they all do this synchronized kind of choppy dance together, all with the same moves. And uh, you haven't seen this in a while, but they're actually doing the welcome dance that they do for a parent that has just cracked shells on their child. So the entire camp is here to celebrate your uh, your the birth of your young ones. I'll explain this to the party who's probably wondering what's going on. Stand there and let the performance take place, and then assuming there is a second part, but that I'm to will apply in the traditional dance of the cracking of the eggshells. Yep, and yeah, you you do your response to it and. Uh, it's, it's basically the same moves, but you just do them uh, solo back to everybody else. And then uh, every, there's a big cheer and the group starts dispersing back to their various tents and, and the various chores that they were doing. And you guys are ready to head up the hill. Okay. Um, so anything we need doing before we head out of camp? I don't think so. I'm always ready. Okay. And... Um, as before, uh, you know, there, there's one thing I'd like to do just real quickly. I'm just going to pull Noan and Cotter aside and just do a quick prayer and Draconic. And I'm going to cast Aid at level four, which will raise their maximum hit points by 20, I think. So that's 20 temporary hit points? or No, it's an eight-hour permanent increase. Okay. Let me make sure it's 20 and not 15. It was 10 last time, but that was a level ago. It's a five additional for every spell slot above second, so 15. Okay. And is it five at second? No, um, it's cast at second level, so third and fourth is five more each level, so a total of 15 more hit points to your maximum. Okay, are That's do, a nice little boost. Are you going to do that for Red and Misty as well, or just the the two family members? It's it's only for it's only three creatures, so okay. for right now it's just going to be the three that might be actually involved in family matters. Makes sense. I have over a hundred hit points. That's cool. Neat. Let's hope you don't need them. Uh, better safe than sorry. Or hope I don't need all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, heading out then, are we now? Yes. Okay, good. And um, once again, um, it's uh, well into fall, and you guys are well into the mountains, and it is frosty cold outside. Your uh, lowland cloaks and stuff are really not up to this, but since you had a nice warm tent to sleep in last night, it wasn't too bad. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely heralds the winter coming on. And um, 
shortly after you start out. Obviously, the sun is warm as it is in fall and uh, warms you guys up and as well as the hiking up the hill. And uh, pretty soon your, your cloaks are more than adequate for what you're doing. But uh, yeah, getting out in the morning is a little exciting. And you guys are up, up, up. Uh, as you know, it's about another full day's hike to get up there just in time for you there, Caval. And everybody roll for me. Perception. Nine. Eleven. Eighteen. Fourteen. Twenty-seven. Okay, so Kraval, your uh, dragonborn senses detect the sounds of footsteps coming. And it sounds like a group of people. Um, not a small group either. Maybe as many as uh, eight or ten. And they are not really taking any precautions to hide their their uh their approach they are just just people walking down the hill but uh, there's some group approaching just put everyone on guard don't be aggressive but we have at least eight or ten people coming at us okay good Did some of us hide you know what that's not a bad idea um i'll look at our two two uh tabaxi uh, we'll run up a tree <laughs> <laughs> you you literally could. Yeah, they do have. Why don't speed. you just for safety's sake uh, conceal yourselves in the trees until I can announce you? Got it. Okay, good. So the taxis are going up trees, and we'll have to get the fire department out to get them down. And uh, um, are no one and Cotter staying down there with you? Or are they going to hide as well? No, I'm having them stay because they're marked as family. Okay, and. Um, just a few minutes later, uh, you can hear the voices and um, they are coming directly at you guys. So they're obviously using the same trail as you are. And you actually, uh, Kraval, recognize a couple of the voices. They're uh, people from your uh, clan. They're bronze dragonborn. Okay. I'll, I'll wait for them to get closer. And when they are, I will hail them as tradition. Okay, and they respond, and they quicken their speed to double pace, and pretty soon, um, ten of the bronze dragonborn appear, and obviously they're you know give you the traditional welcome headbutts, and oh wait no that's Thrax, the w welcome hugs, and uh, they uh, um, you know are, are greet everybody around, and uh, explain that they were sent here to uh, speed you up to the up to the upper. Uh, valley and uh, guard you make sure you made it they they'd heard some rumors of of things happening on the on the path i'll give them a quick just a quick uh, overview of what has happened and thank them for coming down and then i will also tell them that i have uh, two new two new people to introduce and they are to be treated as protected and honored guests and i will call for red and misty misty, misty to come from the trees. Okay, and do drop the kitty down. hats drop down? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. And um, obviously they are, your people, Kraval, are stunned. Um, they, they just kind of look with wide eyes at, at you. I mean, obviously you've brought all these lowlanders up and, and one of your companions looks like a walking devil, but this one is even more fantastic than before. And uh, the the uh, kind of blink, 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 and a couple of them, you know, they have to close their open mouths, but uh, 
they uh, kind of nod at you and and uh it seems to have an even greater aura of uh of uh, amazement uh, at your companions than you know even before their craval treat them as honored and protect them always and they say we will of course and the trouble you had with the druids you must speak of that with your sister as soon as you arrive of course Okay, and they fan out around you in kind of a larger circle um, and uh, are ready to escort you up to the heights. Let us go. Okay, and obviously with your uh, dragonborn escorts and uh, perhaps with the lack of people up in the heights, you have really no other encounters on the way there. And the uh, next thing you know, it's uh, early afternoon, just, just after the midday meal. And uh, you are walking into the Summer Valley of the Dragonborn. And it is a completely different scene than when you were here last time. uh, Because roughly two-thirds or maybe even three-quarters of the tents are gone. Um, The only ones that are really left are each of the large clan tents is still left. The large meeting tent that um, all of the Reverend Mothers use is uh, still up the um, octagon uh, for fighting in is uh, been re-erected if you remember that one had uh, uh, excuse me hexagon so it has six large mammoth tusks that have been buried into the ground and in between those are hempen ropes that have been tied in between them almost like a boxer's ring except these ropes have obsidian points that have been woven into the rope themselves so even the ropes are uh, are a little bit uh, dangerous and the ground if you remember when you fought on it last time Creval was pounded pretty flat because obviously it had been early spring and and uh, the but now um, apparently has not been much used because there's definitely a, a little froth of green that has grown over the uh, the fighting grounds there and you are in the camp and um, your sister Creval Kava um, leaves her tent and walks very stately over to you and uh you know touches foreheads with you and and gives you a, a big embrace and uh, says greetings my brother and my husband it is so good to see you we have much to talk about let us repair to the tent uh yes uh, we do have more than a few things uh before we go in the tent and i'll just again want to point out the obvious uh, Misty and Red. So these are our two new friends and are they're under my protection. And she uh, gives you kind of a little head bow and she says, we do have many things to talk about. Your tale grows even more amazing every time you come to visit. Well, lead on, sister. and Let's see what we can do. And she turns and heads back to the tent and I'm assuming everyone's going to follow her. And uh, when they get in the tent, she plops down on one of the large cushions there and there are enough cushions around that everybody can have a seat. And, and she says, we have just finished our midday meal, Creval, but um, if you have not yet eaten, we could uh, bring you more if you wish. Um, are you all hungry? Looking at my hunting party. I, I, I say, Creval, I would much rather save my appetite for your celebration feast after you complete what needs to be done. And actually, uh, Kava at this point says, well, there may not be much celebration 
I'll explain in a bit. Well, clearly there's a lot bothering you. One from the mine, two from the res, and then three from the fact that on our way in, some druids decided to try to dispatch us. So which subject would you like to adjust first? And she kind of sits up a little more straight when you say that. Um, she says, so druids attacked you. I was afraid something like that might be happening. Um, we have had issues. Um, none that I could specifically pin on any particular group. Uh, we didn't know if it was maybe more rebel dragonborn or the druids that you had had trouble with before or some other new force here in the mountains, but uh, we've been uh, losing more people than usual. Uh, obviously, life in the mountains is difficult, yeah, even for hardy folk like ourselves. And it's not unusual, as you know, for one or another hunter, especially the older or the younger or the more foolhardy, to go out on a hunt and not come back. But this year, it has seemed like there have been more than usual. And so I've sent out patrols, and I will send out 50 Dragonborn. They will see nothing. I send out five. They don't come back. It has been very interesting. So you say the, the spore druids themselves attacked you? Yes. We have had good dealing with the druids that are not of the spore affiliation, but the ones that are with the spore seem to be the biggest problem. Yes, you explain that they have uh, thrown their lot in with this evil force that you've been battling. Um, so whether they are intentionally doing this to aid this low wall, I think you called him, or if uh, they simply are just taking targets of opportunity, I don't know. But uh, perhaps they are still hunting our kind here in the mountains. The sooner you can finish your errand, the better. I'm trying to do just so. And we all are. But yes. we seem to be keep hauling into falling into more and more delays and traps. I've just recently learned that the city below the mountain here, known as uh, Kaleskwe, is now gearing up for war with another. Wrong, wrong city, Bryce? Yeah, it's Exclavarium. Which please. one was it? Thank you. I can, sorry. Ex yes, the lowland city. Um, that explains some things. The uh, most recent shipment that uh, we should have received from the lowlands has not arrived and perhaps this is why um if uh there's some trouble down there they may have clogged the roads uh perhaps and she turns to you there cotter you can inquire about this when you return home it is not an urgent uh matter at this point your uh, uh family has provided their shipments on a regular basis and we are well stocked for at least a little while Yes, we are coming are in the conflict between Exclubarium Colise and Porta Magnum could be a problem that we'll have to intervene in. Although I hope it doesn't come to that. She turns to you at this point in time, Kraval, and says, If you need the assistance of the warriors of the mountains. You must merely message me and we shall bring our forces down like a hurricane. Thank you. 
and I was hoping to have here that exact offer uh, to give you a more brighter moment of conversation. You are now the brand new aunt to eight dr healthy dragonlings. Oh, now that is the best news we've received in so many bad days. That's wonderful. Um, now they were uh, mothered by the actual brass dragon. Did did any of them come out as brass rather than bronze? Yes, oh. and that is to be expected. Yes, and but... most fabulous. It it, it I certainly means that this clutch must be blessed, and I think such a good omen can only be a good message in our time that is so bleak. Um, we'll have to l spread this news far and wide amongst the dragonborn that are here. It should increase everybody's morale. So what of the reds? Ah, yes. Well, um, let us talk about the other things and we'll get around to the reds next. You, you mentioned the mine. And um, a little while back, we actually had a uh, incursion upon the mine by uh, some of the rebel factions. And interestingly enough, it wasn't simply just the tribes that have been giving us the problems all along. There was, they've been attracting, you know, ones or twos of other clans to their side. Um, but uh, they uh, were repulsed by some of our younger hunters. And uh, we've doubled the amount of patrols and guards that are keeping things safe. Even then, it's still a bit of a perilous operation, but it has been very productive. The uh, dwarves have said it is one of the richest finds that they've had in many a generation. And uh, the income that has come into our hands because of that has been substantial enough that uh, we can afford the food from the lowlands. Um, there are still many of those that grumble about our procuring food from the lowlands from, you know, poisoning our way of life, of abandoning our traditions. And, uh, and I'm afraid, Creval, there will always be those, at least until they finally do die of, of old age. Some folks we just can never seem to reach and will never seem to change their ways. But the mine itself is going well. Uh, the tension, though, it creates amongst the tribes is palpable. Uh, as we said, there is those that uh, think that this is a grand and new way to live, and then there are those that uh, are resisting because it is not our traditional way. Well, change is always difficult, as you said. Uh, the best we can hope for with those that do not wish to change is to at least get a begrudging respect to allow us to continue. And we just have to endure the mutterings. What we cannot have are those that have the mutterings and then the intentions to cause problems. It's disturbing to hear that there are those who are siding to attack what we've put so for hard forward. And that is what we need to address. Yes, unfortunately, we have our history against us here, Creval. Uh, we have a proud tradition of fighting tooth and claw against those that oppose us. And um, unfortunately, it seems that far too many of our kin are more than willing to immediately go down that road when things are against them. They're afraid, and I understand why. Fear is easily masked in rage and anger, but there's still fear that drives them. I agree. 
But that is the, the status of the mine. Um, the status of the food is uh, going along well. As we said, the uh, lowland shipments have been arriving on a regular basis, and, and we almost have enough stored up for the winter at this point in time. Um, the, uh, uh, where is your, your friend who uh, does the cooking? Um, I hope he is not passed beyond. No, he's a little too wily for that to occur. Uh, he and my other traveling companion have set forth to meet up with teachers and explore a situation that he had to solve. Oh. I'm afraid I, I don't know much into it as it, it extends to something that I'm not very much in the knowledge of. But it was uh, for all it was better for all involved that he addressed the situation now and he's on his way to do just that. It sounds like a worthy cause. Um, quite exciting. Well, um, that is the of no matter. Uh, his uh, teachings when it comes to cooking have been caught on like a wildfire, I guess you would say. Um, and uh, once again, there's those that grumble that we're losing our traditions. But aside of that, uh, the, especially the younger dragonborn have thought this to be great fun to try this new food. And they produce those flatbreads that... Uh, we were taught to make uh, with great abandon. Um, the, those of the Red Clan that uh, have not been uh, disappearing on us and, and have not been joining the rebels uh, love to heat up stones and then the and cook the the flatbreads right on it. Uh, they've become somewhat of a bit of a celebrity amongst the uh, amongst the clans for their ability to do that. Well, at least not all are rejecting the new ways. You said that you sent some out and they don't come back. Um, yes. Is that across all the families or just us? It is um, whoever we send out on patrol. Um, obviously, you know, some of them we believe have defected to uh, work with the, the rebellious sections, but even the loyal ones of, of any of the clans that we send out, um, if we send out a, a small enough group, like I said, they don't return. And we can only imagine that the rebels or the um, druids are waylaying them and uh, are uh, killing them outright in the fields there. Disturbing, to say the least. Yeah. Well, our life here in the mountains is harsh, but this seems even harsher than usual. How I've seen from my, my walk in that we're almost ready to be at the next camp further down the mountains. Yes, as, as you know, our time for moving to the uh, Winter Valley has actually uh, come and gone, and we've just been waiting for you to arrive to uh, finish this last matter with the challenge from the Red Dragons before we move the entirety of the camp south. Well, those that would be out in the na nature are going to be under its uh, cruel fist for too long. When we get everyone down there, we will want to double up on our guard because they're going to have to come somewhere for shelter and food, and we're going to be a tempting target. Yes, indeed. Well, we've doubled the guard already since the things have uh, begun to progress so badly, but we'll double it again. It is a wise decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what should we do about the Reds? Ah, uh, yes. So um, it's a tangled matter, my, my brother and my husband. Um, obviously, um, any of the red dragons that qualifies as war leader um, has the right to bring challenge. Um, and 
Well, the best way to put it is this male is the younger cousin of the dragonborn that you faced the last time that you were here to, to fight. And he's young, just barely has he gone on his uh, trial of adulthood trail and come back very successful, I might add. But he has listened, I think, too much to our tales of glory and combat and um, is maybe too full of himself, as youngsters frequently are, and brought challenge to you. So you are going to have to use your wisdom as well as your strength when facing him to try to figure the best path forward. Um, obviously, though, as uh, we were saying, he has full right to bring challenge and did so. So we had to recall you from the lowlands. Okay. And what is it he seeks out of this challenge? Um, as before, the right of dominance. Um, he would like to place uh, the matriarch of the Red Dragons as head of the council, uh, just like last time. Okay. I thought maybe there might be more besides this, but... No, as I said, I think he's listened too long to our tales of glory and has decided in that he himself can bear the problems of the Red Dragon clan across his shoulders and defeat you in, in, uh, in uh, installing the Red Dragons as the head of the Dragonborn, cure all the ills that are currently plaguing our people. Yes, I'm sure he has the spiritedness of youth to help misguide him as well as a vengeful matron mother. When are we to do this? Um, obviously, today was the last day to uh, do so, so we need to prepare you and uh, to uh, go and assemble the council as fast as possible so we can have this done. Very well. Let's do so. Okay, and as you remember uh, from the last time, um, the ceremonial fighting garb for the dragonborn is just a leather kilt uh, made of leather uh, dangling leather uh, pleats and uh, a pair of gives and then of course you have the large obsidian tipped uh, fighting bats that uh, you'll be using so you'll have to uh, the fighting bat does a d12 plus your strength and damage and then obviously you're going to have to recalculate your ac for being uh down to just a kilt, so you'll have to use your unarmored defense of uh, 10 plus dex plus constitution for your AC. And then, as before, you can have one champion, uh, one assistant, one lieutenant, uh, and one observer, basically. You have one other person that uh, can be there. Last time it was Cotter, uh, which raised a bunch of eyebrows, but uh, um, you can choose which one of them, and obviously, as is Cotter and, and no one are members of the family now that uh, you'll raise far fewer eyebrows if they, one of them is, is your champion in the corner there. Um, I'll look at Cotter and at uh, no one and say, Cotter, will you be the, my, my stand-in? And then, of course, looking at no one and as the story keeper, no one, regardless if I walk out of this or not, You'll be in charge to teach the younglings what happened here this day. Your tale will be told. And I whisper, I say, for, for Dragonborn, so young, who has not yet traveled the world and fought the foes that you have to challenge you, 
I suspect something is underfoot. I have that same thought. Keep your wits about you. I'll look at our two guy, our two guests. That it, you find yourself in an odd position. I understand if you do not wish to be partaking of this, it is understood, and you can find residence here in the hall. However, you might find it interesting how we handle things here in the mountains. I leave it up to you. Yeah, I'll watch the fight. She summons a bag of popcorn. <laughs> it disappears after one minute. Okay. Well, excuse me while I go get ready. Which is a shame because it's the movie popcorn, so it's about the size of a 50-gallon you know, can of, uh, or trash can. So. All right. Okay, so you're going to go get changed there, Kraval, and, and uh, be prepared to uh, battle yep. the, the Red Dragonborn? Unfortunately, yes. Definitely. Um, is anybody doing anything else while we are getting ready to face the challenge of dominance again? I'm going to be looking, you know, at the assembled. Um, I'm looking to see who might be meditating, who might be enchanting. You know, basically the uh, the Quidditch match in Harry Potter to see who's in the bleachers may be muttering a spell because something is not right. Okay. Well, um, you go out to uh, start to take a look at the group and you open up the tent flap there, Noan. And there's a small dragonborn sitting there in front of you, looking at the up at you, and he's got a little cape on that just kind of flutters behind him. Ah, oh, my Padawan. And now I can speak in broken draconic. I'm like, ah, oh, little one, you still have the cape. When when this contest is over, you must tell me the tales that you have told. And he says, growl, 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 snarf, 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 growl, which you uh, are able to translate uh, basically. And you you, you might have got one or two of the words wrong because it sounds like he ate his toe and gave it to his friends. So one of those words you might have mistranslated. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he definitely is happy to see you. And although he does appear to be about the only youth that's left in the camp at this point in time. So... Um, uh, he, he basically just starts following you around everywhere you go. So I say, follow me and, and watch. And then I whisper, I say, scan the crowds and tell me if you see anything that seems out of place to you. And he, he looks at you and growl, 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 snarf, 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 growl, which sounds like he just said, I'm eating all the people in the stands. That'll do. Okay, and uh, give me a investigation check to see if you see anything awry. Seven. Okay, um, you're apparently spending too much time uh, trying to, you know, parse your your broken dragonborn, and uh, you uh, don't notice anything out of sorts in the stands. There's no one chanting. There's no, you know, cloaked figures in the shadows. Uh, nothing seems to be wrong. And is anybody else doing anything? Well, I'm curious um, about what the horned one is doing, the not reptilian horned one. And um, I'm going to help him out with the bleachers and or the bleachers. <laughs> it's not a football game. Yep. I'm going to help him out with the investigation. I got an 18. Okay. And um, so you obviously are unfamiliar with what's going on here. So um, you, you come out there with, uh, with the, with no one and take a look around and you notice that, there's this hexagonal combat pit in the middle, and then I thought it was an octagon. 
I think it's hexagon. Let me see. It is a hexagon. Oh. It is a hexagon. Um, and um, everybody is sitting on the edge. This is a natural bowl. Everyone is sitting on the slopes of this natural bowl, but they're probably a good like 60 feet away. No one, um, either out of respect or maybe caution because of the violence that's about to happen, is uh, sitting any closer to that. Um, and you look around and obviously you have no idea what to look for aside of magical things from your, your sorcerer's background. But you also don't see anything that seems to be out of place. I mean, everything obviously looks out of place to you here in this barbarian camp. But nothing really stands out as being too terribly um, alarming. Okay, anything else? I'm just going to be writing down, like, everything I see just to, like, add it to our knowledge. Sounds good. And um, anything else we're going to do before we begin? Okay. Well, you know, a few um, minutes later, all of a sudden, Creval... Actually, can I do one more thing? Sure. Um... I'm going to, uh, what is it called? Go into my precognition discipline, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, yes. And then, uh, when, oh, never mind. I can't do it. It's seven side points. I could do it earlier because we didn't make that rule. Never mind. Okay. Sounds good. So anyways, um, those of you that are out there uh, waiting, all of a sudden the tent flap is thrown back and Creval comes out. And especially for Red and Misty, who have not seen this before, the change is a little bit shocking. Um, Creval is down to a, you know, you've seen him in plate mail previously. And he's down to, as we said, a leather kilt and some geeves. And his body has had... Um, basically war paint traced across all of his scars. So they just stand out brightly and he's hefting over his shoulder, a large wooden uh, paddle, essentially a wooden bat. And that has been uh, edged with uh, jagged obsidian chunks. And apparently this is the weapon that he's supposed to use in this ritual combat. And he strides down to the ring and enters there's a lot of cheering going on from uh you know a good portion of the the people that are there and then cotter is following him behind and stops at the edge of the ring by the way i don't remember is this a like cheat as much as you can without being caught challenge type thing or is it a like the feeling that you got before is that the combatants are not supposed to have any sort of aid from any other person. But if you remember what happened last time is you were able to shout encouragement to him mm -hmm. under the guise of, uh, you know, and then through that you, you were able to uh, do uh, healing words and so forth to mm -hmm. uh, keep him going. And uh, that's why, one of the reasons he was successful last time. How young does my opponent look? Well, um, there, you do hear a cheer from the other side, not nearly as loud as, as the one when you appeared. And you see a, another combatant coming down. It's a red dragonborn uh, wearing the traditional kilt and geeves and carrying the, the war bat. And as he approaches, you realize that this is, in dragonborn terms, Creval, a 13-year-old kid. 
your sister was not kidding. He was basically just has just completed his adulthood uh, test and, you know, had gone on the trail and brought back trophies. That's what I was afraid of. Like we said, a 13 year old youth. Okay. And uh, he steps into the ring and kind of glares at you with a fiercity. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, <laughs> the uh, fun thing going on here is that everybody seems to think that there's something going on. That this isn't just simply an overactive youth challenging for authority and trying to better the situation of his particular clan. And if that means that I've created a air of paranoia and distrust well hey good job me because that's exactly what i was trying to do and it seems to be showing so yeah the big question is is this just a overactive youth who's trying to better his clan's position or is he the hand of something else bigger maybe a lowall himself it's hard to say but to find out the answer to that we'll have to wait for the next episode until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>